The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my, my words. Well, how about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the greatest show on earth. It is the Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> and on this day, after a national holiday, such as Prince's birthday should be, uh, I am joined tonight by uh, the man who is working for his diamonds and pearls while driving his little red Corvette, one Tim Dog 98. Greetings. And the crowd goes wild. Exactly. <laughs> and we also have the man who painted the helicarrier purple because he could do that thanks to his level. Uh, one, Agent 70. Agent Agent 70 excuse me. There you go. Don't ever forget to ask for it. And not with us tonight is the man that um, who lives for nothing but that pop life, Mr. PCN underscore Dirt. He's having a night out. With his husband. Shout out to PCN underscore Dirt doing the work. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, without further ado, folks, we are going to start into this week's comics. I was going to say we we're going to get off into these comics, but you know that. Sounds a little crazy. Oh no! Um, <laughs> by starting with Batman number twenty-four, I should try to get the covers up. I just thought of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was something. <laughs> I'll work on oh, that. It's always <laughs> tough when someone is is uh, is uh, is covering for another member of the panel. So it's true. It's true. Okay, right. but this issue made uh, headlines Tuesday ahead of New Comic Book Day when. Spoilers say today. Spoilers drop. I'll ring the bell yeah. just yeah, in yeah. case. Go on. So yes, as you'll see on the cover, once I have it up, we discover that the two individuals on the cover, Batman and Catwoman, something very important happens in their relationship. Deals with. Yeah, there's a Beyonce song that pretty much uh, summarizes what <laughs> Batman does in this. I'll leave it to the audience to figure out which Beyonce song, but it, it, involves, it involves it's the one that involves a particularly uh, pressurized piece of coal. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> nice. Does it show? Does the cover show up for me? No, you are. Not yet. Okay, I have to do the screen share, I guess. Yeah. Couldn't remember. It's been a while. It's all good. Oh, man, I can't get to the YouTube chat. Oh, we were all having technical difficulties tonight. It's yeah. it's funny. Actually, wait. Uh, anyway, that's, you know, it'll work out. Oh, here we go. Now it shows up. There I go. There we go. Hey. So what are we thinking about that? I mean, it made sense. The way King has uh, been developing... The relationship between the two, how like their origin origins are kind of tied together, like 
of how Catwoman remembers first meeting Batman and how he remembers the first meeting the I am Bane story arc. Right. I'm, so it all kind of spills out of the button crossover with the flash with Thomas Wayne urging Bruce to sort of give up the live his life. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I, you know, now that you mentioned that I completely forgot about that one. Give up, give up the cape and cowl and mm-hmm. find happiness. So, so that I makes a lot that, of sense. I saw the article um, that spoiled this. And I saw where it said the way that happened. And I did take note of the fact it was like Alfred's been saying that for years, but now it took this version of uh, his dad to kind of be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He needed that extra, you know, nudge. I guess so. But you could also so that happens. That's pretty much how, how much he thinks of Alfred. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but anything else happened in that? Or was this just like a build up to that? Well, there's actually a parallel story going on because the, the story is actually told through a dialogue that Batman is having with the now uh, sound, of, uh, sound effect for the uh, spoiler alert. That's sort of like me yelling out, disappointed! But anyway, um, that's a deep dive. Um, we're, we're, we're basically privy to the event that happens on the cover and, and, and what we were referring to earlier as uh, Batman is having a dialogue with one Gotham girl who is now recovered. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, dialogue because it, go, it, it really relates to um, what a hero's purpose is. You know, once they decide to, you know, once they either obtain a skill or a power, what they decide to do with it. And that is um, the, 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 the crux of the, the conversation. And, um, you know, it all sort of revolves around, um, you know, what, you know, uh, kind of kind of what President Bartlett says. What's next? Uh, you know, relating to, you know, uh, Gotham Girl post uh, recovery. You know, and, and, and just as a reminder, Gotham Girl is one of those uh, uh, heroes that has um, uh, not a weakness, but a side effect of the use of her powers in that they will slowly kill her as she uses them. So, you know, that's, that's something else that she has to keep in mind. You know, that's just a quick recap. You know, it's been a number of issues since we've uh, really seen um, Gotham Girl and, 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 uh, and her brother uh, have to use uh, their powers. So, you know, we have to be reminded of that somewhat. But... Um, but at the end of the day, that's that's what the story, the, the framing of the story is is uh, through that uh, that particular dialogue, and uh, you know how they reach a certain conclusion, and how Batman sort of gets this conclusion that he needs to, you know, do this particular thing with a pressurized piece of uh, charcoal. Hmm. So here's a question on the the Gotham girls, whatnot. Um, Maybe it might be a little too early to tell, but does it seem like they're actually going to keep her around or they're just going to say, oh, well, it's going to kill you, and it actually does? He recommends that she goes off to get training. Sorry? Like hand-to-hand combat training that doesn't involve using her powers, because I think, and I actually forgot about this, but isn't it every time she uses her powers, it like she gets closer to death or something like that? Yeah, that's exactly what I was referring to. Yeah. So... But um, there's a cliff. The, we won't get an answer to whether or not Catwoman accepts this offer at the end of the year because the next storyline is the War of Jokes and Riddles. Actually, I shouldn't say the end of the year because this double ships. So it'll probably be by the time the summer ends and we get into the fall mm-hmm. near the end of the year. Maybe yeah, we should get we should, we will get back to that storyline. I didn't even think of it in that so way. We, 
Yeah, well, we had a low odd weight. Yeah. Well, since we didn't get an answer, that could possibly mean that it's probably going to be a no. No. Well, saying... they did. They did in the in that same USA Today article. They mentioned that Batman is going to confess, like tell Catwoman his deepest, darkest secret. Mm. But there'll be a story so, accompanying that, then whatever yeah, that sure. ends up being. So, things to look out for in the Batman title. Yes, that and Damien finding out. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. That'll be fun. All right. Well, if we have um, rolled over that boat. Oh wait! Oh, so so Dirt has a a, a note on this uh, C. <laughs> oh yes, he does. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> he does. Shout out PC underscore Dirt on this one. Yes, he says I hate this. Seriously, I hate this. Everything in the new Fifty Two between Batman and Catwoman has felt forced and terrible. This is why I don't watch Gotham or the CW shows, which actually has nothing to do with this. But okay, sure. No, but I see where I but see. I mean, yeah, right. I, I see the point but... because the, because uh, a lot of the uh, relationships there seem manufactured. I mean, and the stuff on Gotham does seem re- really, really rabbit forced. So I definitely right. get that part. But which I wish I could talk about that for season finale, but I didn't haven't watched it yet. So either way, Colville, uh, what do we got next, fellas? Um, I actually like uh, Dirt's next recommendation. Did anyone else read Nova number seven? <laughs> no, because no. once oh. I heard the series was canceled, I stopped reading. Oh no! See, this is one of the this is one of those issues where it. You know, there's been a bit of a build-up to uh, where we are now. You know, there, there's uh, there's definitely a twist thrown in there uh, as a result of um, Richard Ryder's return. I'm not spoiling anything because he's on the cover, but um, you know, there is a twist surrounding uh, Richard Ryder's return to the to the uh, regular universe from the Cancerverse, and um, you know, and as uh, uh, as uh, at Tim Dog ninety eight just mentioned, this is the ultimate uh, final issue of this particular volume of Nova, and um, there is a resolution, and uh, we do leave off in a good place. So that's minor, minor, minor spoilers. But it's well told. It's a well crafted, and you know, actually on 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 a good uh, emotional ride it ends on a good emotional note but it's a good emotional ride because of the bond that has been created between the two novas and you don't necessarily have to pick a nova to be you know to, to, to read the series but there's definitely a draw for people like me who are fans of uh, richard Ryder, and hopefully they'll find an audience right going forward at least he's back. I assume that he is still around by the time this issue ends. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, somebody's got to do the legacy stuff. So, I mean, so. That's right. Yeah. He's got to stay around for that. Are, I'm trying to remember. Are, is he, are the Nova's getting a Generations title? I thought they were. I think they are. And, but ultimately, what everyone has to remember is, you know, Sam Alexander is probably the primary Nova that we're going to see. He obviously has a role to play in Champions. Um, but uh, hopefully Richard Ryder finds uh, finds a niche somewhere else so that we'll see uh, kind of a regular day-to-day. Hopefully it's in another Nova series. Um, uh, you know, not the Guardians. Back. Exactly. Or, you know, something like that where uh, the Guardians kind of reshuffles its lineup. I'm going through the Generations once. Uh, I guess mini, I forget the miniseries or one-shots, but I'm trying to see if I see something for... I don't think they... Yeah, there's nothing for the Novas of the old and the it might be the month after here. yeah yeah i don't think that they're all in uh whatchamacallit in september's books or august books you know whenever they're doing those solicits whatever those solicits for they might be spacing it out over two months 
Oh, did we actually say what Doug said about Nova? No, we're about to get to it, though. Okay. Well, in that case, let's do that now while Watson's looking that up. All right. So, go ahead. He says, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. They built up a new lovable little Nova and restored the good Nova everyone liked. And now it's over. Damn it. I concur. (laughs) I hate. Well, at the end of the day, you know, sales dictate these books. And, you know, for whatever reason, some of these books just haven't found an audience. And it's disappointing. Um, it was, I, I think, Marvel's hope that uh, the return of Richard Ryder would have brought people into this book, and it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But at least Richard's back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy about that. Yes, the, the two or three other people of a certain vintage will be also <laughs> happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, let us then move on to another book. Um, anybody? Oh, oh, oh. Um, let's do Doctor Strange number 20. End of an era. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. So, it doesn't look... I guess, Tim, you didn't get to this book yet? No. All right. So, I mean, well, there's one thing that's in Roddy's review on this that I did not want to touch on because it's sad, but at the same, you know, now that I know that you haven't read it to him, I didn't want to spoil everything in this issue, but, you know, um, you know, we do have kind of a rap issue to, um, uh, Aaron and Bacalo's run on this book. And, um, you know, there's a couple of, uh, status quo changes, um, uh, for the, for, for, for Dr. Strange in this, that, uh, that hopefully lead into new and promising stories. Which it would also be known before we go any further that uh, this book shipped after 21, which came out, what, a couple weeks ago? Oh, last week. Last week. It was absolutely last week. I haven't read that one either, so I can read them in order now. Exactly. (laughs) That was was exactly my thought. And, well, and 21 is actually a uh, Secret secret Empire tie-in anyway, so it probably wouldn't have mattered that much. You would have just been wondering why a character... Probably those show up, assuming that that happens. I'm not sure, right? But, um, but yeah, so we get um, some that okay. So all I'm gonna say about the part that where the status quo change was like that seemed a little anticlimactic. Maybe it's just me, and I, and I also will say that I, uh, I have not read like I'm probably a few issues behind mm-hmm. because I know some things did happen with a character um, that ends up bowing out. I will say that much, but um, yeah, it's, it's weird. But anyway, we found a, we, we found ourselves back in Weird World one more time, uh, yeah. apparently, uh, for for part of this book, and then we don't, and then it just ends and goes into, um, and that's pretty much it. Actually, it just kind of ends, and I think wait, was there a backup story? Because I think this book was uh, bigger than usual. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not so much a backup well, story. Just, just took the it's not. It's not so much a backup story, but uh, you know, it's literally just a. I think a straight continuation. Okay. Now, nah, yeah, it just made. A, I think it made it a little bit bigger because it is. Um, yeah, because ultimately, yeah, ultimately, what we get after, um, uh, you know, the the status quo change is the setting of the new status quo. Right. You know, and that's. It's just. It takes it a couple of pages to kind of set up um, this new uh, uh, this new status quo for Doc. And uh, it actually calls back to the beginning. It kind of basically wraps back around to the beginning of the volume. Yes, uh, it does. It absolutely does. So, which I thought was a nice touch, but I would definitely miss this crew because this, you know, this book, um, you know, this crew made Doctor Doctor Strange. I was about to say Doctor Who, Doctor Strange. You know, pretty badass. Yeah, and you know what? Extremely flawed. 
But what I was going to say is, it obviously is in the vein of the movie. And, you know, definitely gives um, Doctor Strange a lot more depth. Um, he's a little bit more chatty now, you know, kind of, um, you know, he was always kind of like the dark and brooding character before. And Not as quippy either, but he is more quippy on this one. Right, definitely. And, um, you know, when, when I said chatty, that, that's sort of what I was alluding to. He just, he just says a lot more. <laughs> um, you know, having read, you know, I've read Doctor Strange on and off over the years, and uh, he just never was this, you know, this verbose um, and, and as you said, but one, one aspect of that is being quippy, you know, making lots of jokes, um, definitely in the vein of the movie. And, um, you know, I'm going to miss that and um, more so Bacalo's art, which I thought was so well suited to this title that, you know, I felt like this, you know, he, th- this particular pair could have gone on and on and on and kept telling stories and I would have followed it loyally because it's just such a, a treat to look at and follow Bacalo's art where, you know, maybe for a lot of people it was kind of misplaced on a book like, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there, Generation X way back when, but seeing it on a magic book like this, I'll forget it. It's such a, you know, it's such a treat. Yeah. True, true, true. And I mean, the, I mean, I would like to believe or hope that huh, hopeless will um mm. will kind of keep up some some of those aspects of Doc and and the world that's been built up so far, you know. But I guess well, we have we probably have seen had we read twenty one, but you know, right? We'll see going forward now. So I mean, hopeless has done some nice stuff with um. Wait, was, he, was that um Spider Woman who's writing? Yeah, yeah. So I I see this could work out. You know, I was actually debating about dropping this book. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm not 100 sure I'm going to keep going. I, I want to yeah. see where uh, the book goes in the next couple of issues, even post right. Empire. But yeah, like I said, I'm going to keep up. Well, hopefully, I don't pass uh, Secret Empire because usually those are kind of not. You know, those have a whole other thing to them. Being it's tied to a, an event, so you really can't tell. You know. Uh, sure. quality because of being guided from elsewhere in, in slight cases. So, you know, we'll see. Like nothing against Hopeless and, and uh, oh, wait, who's the artist? Nico? Is it Nico Hendren or something like that? I can't remember. Is an artist I haven't heard of mm. or what I'm not familiar with, but the preview art looked nice. Yeah, that is true. Nico Hendren, hoping I'm spelling his uh, last name right or his or hers. Last name's right, so yeah, we'll see how that works out. And again, twenty one is out there, so we can kind of get a should be able to get a sense of that. But just yeah. what it is, an end of an era, and I shall miss this team on this book. Um, speaking of teams on books that I kind of miss, anybody read um, Darth Vader number one? Mm, got unfortunately new. Well, great. Let's see, did I read? He did not. So real quick, I will say that this um, I. For the life of me, I have never understood why the the last book with um, uh, Karen Gillian, can I say Karen? Sure, uh, and, and company. What was who's uh, Salaroka was doing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood why they had to kill that kill that volume for to, to only to come back a couple of months later. Like I get story wise why they did it, although they didn't even have to do that, but. Like I'm not sure why they had to kill it just to um, get another number one out there. Oh, we know why. One. Yeah. We know why. We know why. Yeah. So this is the debut of the new team of Charles Soule and um, you know Giuseppe Comancoli. Thank you. And I mean, you know, I like Charles Soule as a writer, and he has done some Star Wars stuff fairly recently. And in fact, he did Lando, and he did um, 
What was the book he did recently? I am really Poe Dameron. That's right. He's doing Poe. Oh shit! I should I should know that because I'm reading it. Um, I just realized I did read this. I just stopped during the backup story. Okay. Yeah. He also did that. He he also did that Luke Skywalker, Obi Wan, Obi Wan and Luke. I think mini. Right. Oh, the Obi Wan and um. Wait, I wasn't Obi Wan and Luke. Luke. No, it wasn't Luke. Not Luke, but Anakin. Obi Wan and Anakin. Obi Wan and Anakin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Unfortunately, Soul has touched on a lot of the stuff I wanted to ignore, which is the stuff that deals with the prequels. Okay, so let's. So while we're on that, exactly, because I wanted to transition into where this book uh, starts off. Yeah, and I was going to get into that because I wanted to bring up the fact that if I have it, and I think I do, this particular book starts up right after the. Yeah, that's pretty much right. (laughs) <laughs> that is right. So, which is weird because I almost and I was because I read this book this morning and I was uh, whoa focus um, because I read this book this morning and, and as soon as I read the first page or so, I was like, let me go back and watch Revenge of the Sith to see if if any of this after that kind of came up because I don't remember um, like I remember that part and I tried to forget it, but you know it, it happened and it's, it's there now it's canon. But um, I was like. I don't remember the rest of this, or at least the the first part of this stuff happens because obviously everything else that happens in the book, you know, is kind of inferred that happened after after that popped off. So what we get here is like literally, almost literally, right before and after that part, we get a weird scene between Vader and the Emperor getting, you know, not necessarily being compassionate, but just kind of talking down Vader after his, you know, after finding out uh, what he has done. And then it kind of trans- transitions to a, a, a um, not to get into the whole thing, but it kind of transitions into a conversation that uh, ends up going into Vader being on a quest, which <laughs> the Emperor just kind of drops him off somewhere and is like, and it's like oh, well, we had a ride for, here for you, but it's gone <laughs> now. You'll find it. Go find it. And um, whatever doesn't kill you makes stronger. Peace. Pretty much. And, yeah. And then Vader gets into some shenanigans, and then that's where... Um, that's where the uh, the issue ends. Right now, knowing that the the Marvel Star Wars books are often creating a new canon, it's an canon. interesting. No, no, but in terms of a new canon, in terms of not uh, uh, not uh, or at least being independent of what had been established in Dark Horse and a lot of the prose novels before, um, it's interesting to see the immediate aftermath of. And I'm not spoiling anything here. The immediate aftermath of the defeat of the Jedi. You know, and what comes out of that, and you know, some of this stuff is actually um, on the topical side uh, in terms of today's uh, politics and uh, and, Just, and current yeah. events. So, it definitely taps on that and 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 draws that into um, uh, the story. And I thought that was a you know that was a nice little tidbit, you know, just so that it sets the tone for. Um, you know this this particular time between uh, the prequels and Episode Four. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really? I feel like you're just looking. I feel like you're just looking for excuses to use that. He just wants me to incorporate that into the soundboard now. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, it, 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 it'll make be it there. so. Make it so. It's gonna happen. It's gonna you know, happen. it'll be there. We're just gonna have to clean up the clean up the the, the background of the track, and that'll be that. I mean, hey, I did what I could in, in a short amount yeah. of time. So. No, so, but uh, yeah. Well, we'll make sure to add that to the board. <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah, we were. We are. We know. We know. We know. 
Oh, actually, speaking of, speaking of that real quick, I, there was another sample that I had. Oh, it's not a sample, but and this, this is not one is not going to go into the uh, into the into the thing. But I, there was um, so being that this book is way back, you know, way back when it is. We don't have Afro, obviously. We don't have mm-hmm. the the droids, but I still wanted to put this out there for people who would know it. <laughs> In my hand. You know, if somebody, someone, um, anyone of a, of a certain vintage would, would get where that comes from. Um, <laughs> um, uh, here we go. <laughs> there we go. I told you I had a louder cricket sound there. Yes, indeed. Or you could have used. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, so anyway, moving right along, and for for reference, folks, that was from the old Droids uh, animated TV show. That was the theme song. Oh, stop it! <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. I could have did the Ewoks one, and I do have that on tap, but I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. So let us move on. Uh, anybody else want to get a book they want to throw out there? Uh, How about see. Champions? Because that looks like something that, that yes, Tim read. Yeah, let's do that. We've all read that. I did. I also. Wrote about it. Piece went live on CBR today. A Viv, a Viv Vision solo story, mostly. Mostly. Even though she's but, supposed to be grounded. Yes, he's grounded, but she takes a trip out to San Diego to spy on the free, freelancers, the champions' rivals. I like, they, the, I like the framing sequence to get to that point where we find out why she's out there. Right. There's a sequence where she is using an image inducer, and I'm reading this like, what are we watching here? And then, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which she I kind of took uh, it as like, oh, dang, she, she ran away from home, but no, I don't think that was the case. She gets sidetracked by a new legacy hero by the name of Red Locust. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess that one, she would qualify, I guess, even though she doesn't have... Yeah, it's a stab in the story. Yeah. Right, it's a stab in the story. Yeah, which apparently uh, finding out that uh, this character was designed by Humberto Ramos, the artist. Yeah, they dropped that little tidbit, and it was nice to see that in the letters page. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that was cool. So, but I was like, so wait, Mexican wait, new wait. young hero. Yeah, I had to yeah. think: was this an established character? I just wasn't recognizing or not. Right, I thought that too was like that can't be the case, and sure enough, does it wasn't so. And, but it's um, cool. Yeah, seems, she seems kind of plucky. Like if you don't, I I'm, I'm, from first from first impressions, it's kind of if you don't like the over exuberance of uh, Wash Nadia Pym. Yeah, this she seems a little toned down a little bit. Although and I like Nadia enthusiastic too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but not, she was asked to the point of um, yeah, to the point of annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't again. I don't think Nadia's no way, but that's just me. So it's cute. Um, which I guess we'll get to that after this. But um, yes, so we see a team up between Viv and the Red Locusts, and we also get, which I was glad they did, a origin story of Red Locust as a, I guess, kind of a backup. Yep. Um, and um, while her and uh, Viv was was having lunch. Or whatever the case may be, and all, maybe it's just me thinking this. Um, it seems like, and I might be inferring something, but there could be a nice little budding friendship um, of a romantic kind, possibly. Even though it, none of it kind of 
tells that here, but I feel like they're, they're, that could happen with these two. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would. Because they seem to take to each other pretty pretty quickly. But then again, you know. At the very least, Viv is going to talk to the rest of the, her teammates. Right, about recruiting. Right. Yeah, recruit it, right, Lucas. So um, if we haven't really given too much context to the Red Locus character, and this is what I took out of it. She seems like Moon Knight for Runaways and also noticed that they talked about, like Runaways was pointed on a couple of different times or, or every time it comes up in the book, you know, because her, apparently her character is supposed to watch over like um, Nomad Tribes and nomad Vulnerable tribe, Travelers. But they had to, um, yeah, but since there are not many of those anymore, they had to kind of adapt. So, and like I said, Runaways. They're big in the community. Up. Right. Runaways came up a couple different times, and we do know there's a new Runaways book, so I'm kind of curious. Is, is, or maybe, again, this is me inferring something that maybe there's, there's a tie to that book. Either that or, again, we're also drawing on uh, some current events in the current political climate, you know, dealing sure. with, this partic- with this particular character's uh, 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 background and ethnic background and, where, and geographically where she's, you know, located and, uh, you, know, d- you know, possibly dealing with um, uh, not just uh, runaways, but also, you know, problems within that community geographically when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, uh, border crossing and whatnot. So it's an interesting, um, uh, you know, setup for the character. So yeah, look forward to seeing um, more of this character down the line, whether it be in Champions or anywhere else. Which more than likely, probably Champions since they brought her since she's since she was introduced here. Yep. Tim, did your story actually go up already, or am I am I not seeing it? Your story. You said you yeah, had, it went up. You had a afternoon uh, on CBR. Did you tweet it out? Yes. Okay. Wait. You looking for the link? Yeah. As we're doing that, okay. Do we want to rapid fire it? Um, I think we're almost there. Yeah, we could uh, probably rapid fire it. So you have one more book that you needed to do uh, uh, in depth. Mm. Yeah, let me do Avengers Eight since I did I did bring that up. Well, actually, okay, so we both we both read that. I mean, we could probably do that quickly because, unfortunately, this is a pretty quick read. It was. Actually, yeah, that was great that it was. The only problem, part about it was I didn't read the stuff that, um, which I knew this was coming, so I should have. I right. didn't read the point one stuff that kind of leads into this stuff. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I was kind of slightly, even knowing that stuff was there and knowing that it was going to eventually end up here, I was still kind of, I guess, not necessarily bummed, but it was kind of, kind of took me out of a second. But the the, the point is that uh, the Avengers had uh, a tomb apparently in the deep, 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 deep basement of the Baxter building um, that they did not know that was there, but apparently they were down there when it opened up and Avenger X came out, which if you have read Avengers Point One issues, you will know who that is. It right. was a character introduced that was um, that was pretty much uh, shoehorned into Avengers history from the... Redcon! Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, into the annals of the Kooky Quartet. Uh, first as a friend and then as an enemy and then somehow disappeared and entombed. Um, again, I don't think any of us read the story and now she's back here. I, and- I skimmed it and that's just that's the gist of it. It took, like I think, four yeah. issues to do that, to establish uh, that, you know. Was, this, was it five? I don't even remember. It was, I, I, just, I, was it was, I could be wrong. But either no, way. no, no. I mean, in terms of the, 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 the numerous point one issues, the total number of them. Sure. So I think it took, a, I 
I think it took about four issues to establish that you know this particular Avengers X character went you know was a was a, a wolf in sheep's clothing to a certain extent, and it took this particular like as you mentioned that Cookie Quartet. It took them a bit of effort to take uh, uh, the character down, and uh, um, the character was imprisoned in this uh, you know makeshift tomb, and uh, the character breaks out and causes havoc amongst the current Avengers roster. And um, I like your write up on this because. Um, uh, Iron Doom or, uh, or, or, or Dr. Iron or something uh, comes along to help uh, Nadia Pym uh, take down this character. And it was pretty, you know, cut and dried. I was kind of disappointed yeah. that we went through all this trouble to establish this character and deal with it in, in basically an issue and a, and, a, and a cameo at the beginning. I mean, it's not exactly Incredible Hulk number 181, you know, post 180, but uh, you know what I mean? All right. You know, because that, that you know that's another uh, instance where uh, a character uh, uh, like Wolverine was introduced on the last page of a book, and then um, you know we basically go through uh, uh, an entire uh, story and then deal with the aftermath. I guess if you think about it, uh, I think uh, Incredible Hulk one eighty two had maybe a little bit of Wolverine in it, so maybe it was like another like quarter of an issue. But um, but yeah, that that's sort of the the the, the, the track the story takes with Avengers with Avenger X. See, I was thinking more along the lines of when Wonder Woman, Wonder Wonder Woman, Wonder Man came back from the dead, um, back in Avengers, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but even then, it still doesn't it doesn't even have that because obviously, like I said, this seems to be one and done. But apparently, the the, the character's not gone; they've just been dispatched, right? For right. The time being, but and, but like you said, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, why build it up? Why, you know, why put all of that into that only to just get rid of them in this one issue, or you know, at least make him disappear in this one issue. Let's put it that way. Sure. So I don't know. That's, it was weird. Um, but it was quick and it was cool. And I'm still pretty much convinced that, that doom's going to end up uh, joining the adventures, which okay, I wouldn't. That's it's definitely. Sure. Teased. Yeah. Why not? There's, there needs to be an Iron Man on the team, right? Right. right. <laughs> and I guess the last one I will talk about, um, before we go into rapid fire. And I don't think no, he didn't. Cause he said he dropped the book is Deathstroke 20. Hmm. Um, and I will say to this that um, I don't know. I, I, I will continue reading this book. I'm, this is weird, but uh, so coming out of Lazarus' contract, we see Deathstroke being rather introspective, as I guess Deathstroke seems like to do, <laughs> or at least lately. Um, weirdly enough, we find that um, the Speed Force got him quoting t- scripture, and that's weird. But um, he's he's pretty much spending the majority of the book. You know, getting his uh, his his version of the Teen Titans. I before I change it, I call them the Dark Teen Titans, which I figure in a couple of cases might be a little on the nose. But um, and there's one character that actually doesn't show up, but he pretty much goes to and uh, to recruit Power Girl, and then his son Jericho comes. You know, uh, you know is, is with him, and then we see Rose Ravager. Um, and apparently, this is another book that I've been missing out on some stuff on because some stuff gets brought up that I don't remember reading or haven't read particularly the stuff that happened to his uh, to his kids and I do know like I said there, there's some issues that focuses on that stuff and Power Girl for, for that matter um, <clears throat> but yeah like I said he spends this the whole, pretty much the whole issue just trying to get them together and they even have a, their version of the Arrow Cave at the end where they're all meeting up so that ought to be interesting going forward but yeah we're going to see his um, his team come together and get um do whatever it is Deathstroke's team's going to do. Which, 
Um, correct me if I'm wrong. We have seen this happen before. Deathstroke through a team before, or was that just in Teen Titans to, uh, or the? Um, I think that was in that was in pre New Fifty Two, like way back in the past. He, I think, recruited members of like Titans West or something like that. I read in an article. Right. Okay. So because I, I, I know this wasn't coming from any, from not from nowhere. I didn't get to it this week, but I'm intrigued. It's yeah, I I am kind of also. Um, like I said, I've, I've missed a couple of issues here and there on this book, but this part is actually making me kind of seeing where this is going. And as I said in my notes, I'm like, I wonder how long this is going to last, or whether it's going to like spin off into its own book or something. Like maybe they're just going to like, all right, we're we're setting this up just enough to set the team up into their own book, and then they're just going to have going to get the book back to himself at some point. I'd say it's probably for a story arc. Yeah, I would I'd probably believe that also. See, it's issues at the most if it makes it that yeah. long. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. But I'll just, like I said, something intriguing to happen in, in the book. And, you know, while it's not just about the stroke, you know, it's still enough about him. It's, it's really still centered around him. Hmm. So, but there's that. And I think uh, if no one has anything else, we can go into rapid fire. Rapid fire! There we go. Gotta, gotta duck the book. Bullets. All right. Anybody else? Do. Right quick. Do it. Do it. Spider-Man 17, yes, stuff happens, and it's cool. Yes, I agree. Ball and Rise of Captain, which I believe is the finale of the miniseries. Yes. Disappointed. Not Disappointed! We mostly end with the possibility that something might happen in the future. Okay. And yeah, that's right, because we've already done the other stuff. I, I don't know. I've, I've never been a... I don't, didn't care too much about Captain for Adam at all, outside of Justice League, stuff, uh, just Justice League animated stuff, so I don't... Okay. Sure. Same here. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what else we got? Oh, um, X Men Gold, Tim. Yeah, I read it also. So it was fine. Okay, I read it. Um, I like R B Silva's art. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And it's just that's been dealing with this what nanobite sentinel that's popped up. Right. It's just a new variation. It's a new mutation in the sentinel uh, cannon. Right. And that actually plays into that actually plays into the uh, the uh, the storyline where we're dealing with the evolution of Sentinel technology and the evolution, you know, and, and the new mutations that they're dealing with. Yeah, and there's that's been chased the uh, Sentinel, uh, I guess, across the city, New York. Uh, some, yeah, New York, because they get there pretty quickly. So, not so too cool. much craziness happens there, but yeah, the story continues. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, and before we move on, it's definitely a classic uh, X-Men uh, story with just a few twists that make it modern. So, you know, if you're looking for that, this is definitely where you need to be. The 90s are back. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Or even the 80s, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Even the 80s. All right, so let me run through. I've got a lot of books to cover. I'm going to go very quickly. Amazing Spider-Man number 28 is the last issue in this arc that is part of the deconstruction of... Uh, um, Tony Stark Spider-Man or, or, or a Peter Stark as it may be because uh, you know because of where uh, the character has found himself um, uh, under Dan Slott's uh, uh, you know uh, storytelling um, it is a showdown between uh, Peter Parker and Norman Osborn there's a bunch of cool callbacks um, the story is the you know is uh, the culmination of the invasion of Simcaria, and um, you know obviously with uh, Simcaria being involved, Silver Sable's involved, and uh, you know it's it's a it's a pretty action packed um, story. 
I would recommend re- getting on this particular train now because we're going to see the immediate after effects of this uh, going forward. And like I said, it's the part of the deconstruction of the current status quo of uh, Spider-Man. Black Bolt number two. This is intriguing and it actually, believe it or not, is a, is a candidate for Click of the Week this week because it was a, a very well-told story. Just a quick background, um, Black Bolt is in an intergalactic prison that the Inhumans thought that only they knew about, of course. Everyone else knows about it in the universe. And um, the twist was that uh, Black Bolt was not supposed to be there, obviously, but Maximus put him there because Maximus is supposed to be there. But now Maximus is actually on this voyage that's in Royals. So um, that twist being, uh, being said, this is just a really well-told, you know, it's a tight story. And that's what's cool. You know, I, I think it's a limited series, and I'm thinking that um, it's something that, uh, you know, anyone who's even mildly curious about Black Bolt, the character, will want to pick this up. I heard good things about it. Yeah. Daredevil number 21 is the start of a new arc called Supreme. And um, it's definitely a lot easier to digest when you remember that uh, Matt Murdock has been um, readmitted to the New York bar. And uh, Soul is definitely using his... Um, legal background in this um, story arc going forward because there's a twist to um, uh, one of the, uh, the the old tropes that, um, uh, you know, basically revolves around vigilantism and costume characters enforcing the law on their own terms and what happens in the aftermath when the criminals who are apprehended end up going to trial and dealing with um, uh, what's usually a missing witness, uh, you know, uh, who is the, uh, uh, the vigilante. And there's an interesting twist on this that I want to see developed, but we see at the end of this issue where soul is leading it. There's definitely a cliffhanger there. So, um, it's a very interesting, uh, uh setup for a storyline. Another candidate for click of the week this week is Iceman number one, surprisingly enough. And, you know, it, it my only issue with, um, with uh, with the with the recent revelation that uh, Iceman uh, number one has been in the closet for since forever, basically, is that he was always the one that had like the classic uh, uh, the, the classic mutant origin in that he was normal, but then uh, because of the manifestation of his mutant abilities, became uh, an outcast within his own family. Even though he he looked normal, um, you know he didn't develop you know oversized hands and feet and 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 and, and musculature like uh, Hank McCoy and didn't have um, uh, four you know like uh, uh, optic beams that uh, that came out of his eye that destroyed things if he didn't keep his eyelids shut you know or and, and whatnot he you know at least among the male original X Men had the most um, easily concealable um, uh, mutant ability but. It was him who had the uh, the parents who, who who treated him as an outcast. So um, it was interesting to you know that they would just decide to tack on um, this bit of um, uh, you know this twist to the character, and um, you know they take the opportunity of this new number one solo issue and solo series to uh, expand on that and deal with that going forward. And it turns out that you know there's still a lot to be uh, covered. Uh, when it comes to uh, Bobby Drake and his relationship with his uh, immediate family. And uh, lastly, oh, you know what? That's it for me. We talked about everything else I read. Actually, wait, there's uh, one thing that I skimmed this week, and I'm a little bit behind, I admit. Um, it's Dark Knight number, Dark Knight 3 number 9, I think it was the last issue of the series. Last issue. 
Right. And, um, you know, it does, uh, uh, the storyline does resolve itself. It actually um, uh, ends a lot like some of the other Dark Knight books uh, on a positive note. But I'm behind because there's a twist in, I believe, the, the previous issue that I didn't recall happening, or maybe the previous two issues that I didn't recall happening, and it plays a major role in the new status quo shift in this Dark Knight corner of the DCU. So I, that's why I didn't want to uh, dwell too long on it. <laughs> Alrighty then. then um, oh, okay. Well, that's news. Let's see. Save that for later. Can we cover all of everybody's rapid fire? No, we did not, because that's okay. not mine to do. There you go. I will finish up. Well, let's see. I will go by Catalyst Prime Noble number two. Um, we, we see after the events of last issue that um, there's a little bit of a flashback into the death of the main character and his rising again. But we also see him doing his his uh, David Bruce Banner impression um, as he's gone to go hiding out, but still helping out people where he can and calling attention to himself in the process while his intrepid wife, uh, Astrid is looking for him and she seems to be close to him, uh, close to finding him. But meanwhile, the doctor that, um, that was present at, uh, David's, his, his name is actually David, um, David's death and rebirth is in the background, seemingly trying to recreate the events that, uh, that brought uh, David back to life, even, even though no one at this point knows what that is. And apparently he seems to be successful, So, and that's where the story ends. Like, the, If you've read the, 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 the comic book stage stuff, you get the behind the scenes of the event that gives everybody their powers. But And um, and I guess slowly some of this will be individually checked out, will be individually fleshed out in the books that are coming out in the next few months. Um, let's see. Unstoppable Wasp number six. Um the group of girls, girl, uh, is finding a way, found a way to get rid of the bomb that is implanted in the back of Nadia's best friend's uh, brain, and they succeed in doing that, while Nadia goes off to fight Mother from the Red Room, uh, which, but in getting rid of the, um, the bomb, by using some, actually, by using some, not tech, but using some um, vision components, let's say, to uh, to get rid of it, but they left a hole in the back of her brain, and um, yeah, they didn't seem to take care of that. Oh yeah, and Devil Daredevil shows up um, in and out of his suit, which that was a nice, uh, funny part about that because um, Matt Murdock's like, I'm gonna go take take a walk, and then um, and Jarvis is like, suit yourself, and Matt was like, huh? So, uh, but yeah, it was a nice neat wrap up to that, and then we got a cliffhanger and something happened to Yang, but I guess we'll find out that. Next issue. Now then, my last couple, and I don't know which one to go to first, but I will say... Well, actually, I'll go to this one because I didn't exactly read it. DC, Looney Tunes, 100-page Super Spectacular. Um, Superman and Bugs Bunny. So basically, this is a reprint of uh, a DC Looney Tunes crossover from years ago uh, in, t- in trade form. Uh, I haven't exactly read through this, but apparently there's some shenanigans with uh, the Dodo and Mr. Mitzelplik that causes the two worlds to collide, and you get stuff like this. Elmer, if you're watching the video, you get Elmer Fudd in, this, in the uh, Superman suit. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, and of course you got, you know, Fat Duck. 
you know, and various other shenanigans, shenanigans that's going on with this. So it looks good for for reprint, and you would think um, a pairing of the two wouldn't uh, wouldn't work. But as we have seen in recent history, that hey, it happens. And I guess they also reprinted it because of the fact that we got those uh, one shots that are coming out this month that are repairing uh, DC characters with with Looney Tunes characters. And I'm looking forward to that. As, as I've said, probably the last couple of um, shows. And I think last but not least, oh yeah, Hasbro Heroes Sourcebook number one. So if you are a fan of those, um, the Marvel Universe guys, the, the the official handbook guys, this is something similar to that. Okay. Um, yes, for the, the the burgeoning universe that is the Hasbro universe, it even has a little couple of page story in the beginning of it, which I guess it could be kind of telling about um, rock and roll of G.I. Joe and uh, Julio from Mask for some odd reason. And then it just goes into, you know, character descriptions. Obviously starting from A, you know, you, and I think it goes to C. And then the end of it, well, excuse me, not C, it goes to D, where he's the last one. So obviously they're not going to do, I don't think they're going to do all of the shows because there's a bunch of them and I think there would have been more in this book than there are and a whole lot of them don't even show up in the current run of G.I. Joe anyway. So, but yeah. Okay. You got that and at the end of this you got paper crafts for some reason. Um, if you're watching the, the, the video, you can see that. So that was that. That was a nice little thing to kind of run through. I don't know how many issues of them there are because again the universe is not that not that big, but I'm assuming there's probably going to be a good three or four. All right. And that is all I have. Was that on rapid, on rapid fire? That is it. Okay. Are I, just, now ready I just wanted to, I just wanted to just put up the, uh, the one lone Marvel hip hop cover that came out this week is for Iceman number one. Uh, I just had what album this is homaging. It is B.O.B. B.O.B. Uh, yeah. The Adventures of uh, Bobby Ray. So anyone watching the video can see that I'm holding up the hip hop cover for that issue. And on that note, um, with the suspense building, <laughs> now we get to clicks of the week. And we can go ahead and say Dirt, which was apparently Spider-Man 17. Which nice. No, he said stuff oh, happened. I read, I read his. Stuff happened. Oh, yeah, you said you read it, so we don't have to go back over that. So. Exactly. Like, there's only so much that we can describe in that issue without spoiling everything. But, yeah, definitely stuff did happen, and I'd see how uh, PCN underscore Dirt could see that that was a click of the week type issue. I had a sound bite from Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which I won't do, but in it's the wrong Spider-Man anyway. Mm. But if you remember uh, that show, you know what I'm gonna, you know what I would do. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out. I'm still debating on mine, so you guys go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, go ahead. Mine was Champions Number Nine. Hmm. Right. Good choice. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Part of me kind of wants wants to go with Doctor Strange Number Twenty because of the ending of the era, and I will shout it out. Um, but I, actually, I think I will I will go along with you, Tim. Champions Nine was was pretty was a pretty neat book this week. Yeah, I liked it too. It was definitely a candidate for Click of the Week. But honestly, I think I'm going to stick with what to me was the most surprising read. And um, I'm going to go with Black Bolt number two out of nowhere. Nice. Out of nowhere. Like literally, like I really enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man number 28 this week. Uh, Champions number nine was a good read. Um, 
you know, as as, as weird as Batman number 24 was, I actually did kind of, you know, enjoy reading along, even though we got to the ending that Dirk, PCN underscore Dirk did not like. Um, you know, and um, even Iceman number one was a, a pretty well-crafted story. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick with Black Bolt number two for a click of the week for me. Why do you hate love, Dirk? No, I'm just kidding. No! Just kidding, just kidding. All right, so I guess we got an ad read before we move on? We do. All right, so let me see if I can stick it out through this, if you don't mind. I pick all the short ones when I'm like uh, when I'm a little under the weather. So uh, let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox gaming headsets, PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, and iPod and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcast free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then clicking on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through cspn.us. Do it today. Cool. And now we get to the news. I'll be honest, I wish you had picked a longer one so I could have gotten us this stuff together a little bit faster. But it's all good. I actually haven't, but... Because I'm probably going to breeze through the news. This is what happens when I, I, I choose the short ad reads, huh? Well, yeah, kind of. Well, I guess if I had some foresight, I would have I would have actually preloaded some of this. All right, let's get it rolling. All right. Haley Steinfeld in talks to star a new Transformers spinoff Bumblebee. What? What? They're going to do a spinoff with just... Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's... Talks. I mean, you know what? Even the last couple of uh, animated uh, shows... Uh, that's all. Kind of putting Bumblebee... Supergirl cast Cloverfield star Odette Annabelle for season three, Be Bad, a.k.a. Rain. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Thank you. Weirdly enough, I read this and I was thinking about the show Rain, even though I've never watched it. But I'm like, what? Is that a crossover or what? Hmm. Aquaman's mother is a female warrior from the sea, Kidman says. I mean, sure. Suicide Squad sequel may film next year. Oh, goodness. Come on. The iron is still warm, so Hmm. why not? That's funny. There's a report that DC's Titan series begins shooting this fall in Atlanta. So Tim's going to be a part of the cast. Great. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Baywatch's Priyanka Chopra wants to play DCU's Batgirl. Yes, please. Okay. Yep. First teaser for Wonder Woman creator bi- biopic Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Biopic. Yeah. He has biopic. An he has an interesting backstory uh, to him in his, in his own life, even leading up to uh, the creation of Wonder Woman. So check that out. And there's also a couple books about him. So, yeah. Patty Jenkins reveals the setting for Wonder Woman 2. Despite, I don't think she's been signed on for it yet. No, she has not. Yeah. Wonder Woman's Robin Wright confirmed for Justice League. Oops, missed that one. Wonder Woman's Tuesday box office outpaces Thursday previews. Spoiler alert. Made a lot of money both times. Mm, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow recruits classic DC heroine. Uh, again, this was a situation where I read the name of the person. I was like, oh, shoot, Zatanna's going to join it. But no, we are getting arguably... As good or better. We were getting ISIS. 
Wait, what? Oh, oh Mighty Isis. <laughs> the old uh, 70s TV show, which I'm pretty sure not too many people in the audience would. Okay. Yeah, the show's all right. Marvels and Humans cast Lost Star Henry Ian Cusick. Yeah. It sounds like X-Men, it sounds like X-Men spinoff Gambit is still a priority for Fox. We don't know why. Not that high. Actually, we do know why. That's a dumb, that was a dumb mm-hmm. Marvel's Spider-Man first look at Disney XD animated series. Judging by that, th- this here, and I guess this video, it's just like almost some Studio Ghibli type animation, but I know I'm wrong, and don't don't come at me, Studio Ghibli fans. Mm. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it either. No, that's what I'm saying. I, was, I thought it looked pretty good. Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, is doing a Star Wars to Clone Wars talk show. Oh, you missed that one, too. Okay. Yeah. Gina Prince by the Wood is the first black woman to direct a superhero flick. And that being Silver and Black, the uh, Spider-Man spinoff, which will have nothing to do with this, the the soon to be coming Spider-Man movie. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War adds Black Panther's Winston Duke. So Mbaku is going to be in Avengers: Infinity War, just like everybody else. We haven't gotten ours yet, folks. So we're still waiting on that. Cowboy Bebop is getting an American live-action TV series. Why? I didn't know it was going to be a TV series. I thought it was going to be like a movie or something. No, man. That's sorry that's for interesting. blowing people's ears out, but that's we don't need that. Freeform's new Misfits pilot has found four of its five young superheroes. Again, I say why, but hey, all right, I guess. I think one, um, um, I can't remember what name he's going by now, so I'll forgive, you, uh, forgive me for that, but... Um, uh, one friend of the show, Von Doom, says uh, says something about. I'm hoping it, it's this does better than the American version of being human. Mm. And the only reason why this is in there is because, well, it, you know, it is a show about teens getting superpowers, so it is right for comic book stuff. But this is while they get their powers while they're serving our community service. The show was actually, from what I've seen of it, pretty was was pretty good. The uh, the British version, so I don't know how a, a U.S. version is going to be. But anyway. Henry Cavill, Cavill reminds us that Superman turned seventy nine this month. Yeah, not to try to take any light from the current Wonder Woman historia, but he was just like, hey, hey, you know, it's a thing. In comic news, CW's The Flash, Supergirl get in tie-in novels. Get your pros on. There's two concept art artists for feels: Red Hood, Power Girl, and Zoom Designs. To which um, Red Hood is, is, I think it's coming out soonish, probably by Thursday, I think, because I know they already got him, whatever. So he's going to be the next up to come out in the game. New Runaways writer wants to revive Spoiler. Yes, and that was, uh, as we said last week, Rainbow Rowell um, is the one who's going to be writing that book, and she has a favorite that she wants to, to bring back. Mm-hmm. Life-size Wonder Woman statue unveiled. <laughs> really? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they uh, displaying it? <laughs> um, actually, I don't. I don't know if it says. It says. Uh, oh wait, it's on the market for forty four hundred dollars. Right. You just uh, buy it. Like, yeah, it's not like the Captain America statue that was. Right. No. Oh, no. No. That's right. what I thought. Which that kind of would have made sense. That's what I would have thought. That'd be cool. Which creepers? I'm sure will will shell out the the money for that. <laughs> oh, 
God. You had to go there. <laughs> we're not thinking it. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, from, from that picture, it looked pretty good. I don't think it, there was much else shown of it, though. It's funny. We're going to talk about the next one. Yep. Yep. Humble Bundle offering 2017 Eisner Award nominees packs. So go check that out. Humble Bundle is a good cause. And you get some books out of the deal. The Fantastic Four returns to Marvel Legendary from Upper Deck. Fake out. Anyway. Yes and no. Because, you know, we haven't seen anything Fantastic Four at all in a long time. So it's kind of interesting to see that this is sort of like the first step or the first indicator that at some point they'll be hitting. Uh, Second, if you think about this. Oops. And I guess I should take that off. What's that? Invisible Girl from Marvel Legends. Oh, of course. Well, I had it. I have it. I know. I know. You did it last week. Oh, now I've got to look down at your screen. Yeah, exactly. Now i got to look down and see that you got it. Nice. <laughs> did you pick it up at your local Walgreens? I did. I had to go, I had to, go to a, a couple of them to find it. But... Nice. Good job. But it's not Toy Corner just yet. <laughs> Which, actually, speaking of Toy Corner. Check out the Wonder Woman Movie 1. 12 collective action figure. Yep. Is that 12 inch or 12? Just 12, 12 action inch. figure. 12-inch action figure. Yep, there it is right now and everything it comes with, including a uh, different head. A new Injustice 2 trailer welcomes Red Hood. We talked about that a little bit also. Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, episode 2, Under Pressure trailer was released. Yep, uh, I believe that episode just came out. Um, the first episode was actually pretty decent. If you... Um, I've talked about the Telltale series before. This is another one of those. It is not a canon story. It's just a side story, but they do some good stuff with this stuff. So you should check that out if you are a fan of the, the Guardians or video and or video games. And Marvel Unlimited expands in June with new digital releases. Yep. And I guess one more thing, uh, if you are so inclined, folks, Chris Samney apparently has a Patreon that he just started. Uh, so, you know, so basically have a Patreon. Why don't you give him money? He gives you stuff. Depending on how much you um do, do you know you uh donate to him, you know, Chris, we love Chris Amney's art. Samney's art. Yep. So I would say that's pretty much worth the price of admission. Yep. yep. All righty. So are we in like Toy Corner? Yeah. There's some stuff you want. Do you have like an unboxing this week? Um, actually, yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I kind of do. Now that you said, it. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's not. It's not a. While you're looking, while you're looking, I'll just shout out my. Uh, uh, you can follow at uh, agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram to see some of the latest uh, Funko Pops that I picked up this week. Mm, and I got a couple of those. Actually, I got a uh, Sabine. Also, when during that, that actually, I got both of these during that Wal- Walgreens run. Nice Sabine from Star Wars, Star Wars Re- uh, Rebels and Roadblock. Nice. Yeah, which um, I almost picked up the Cobra Commander they had, but I didn't. I, was like, I had to show some kind of restraint. <laughs> I um, did see a Cobra Commander this week. Yeah. Um, and also, well, I already showed that the the Marvel Legends thing. And I also got this from. So, as you guys know, uh, I've been getting those um, Marvel Collectors Core books, which is the. Um, the team up between Marvel and Funko, and they give a box, and I've done a couple of those on the show. Every now and then, they will they will um, give you something like this, a statue. I think the last one I got was a um, was it a cap? It's right here somewhere. One of these days, I'll have this up. It almost looks like a um, an Oscar trophy. Mm-hmm. So I could be like, "You like me? You really like me?" Even though she never actually ever said that. But uh, but it's a cool, nice looking 
you know, statue. It's actually got a little bit of health, and it's got a little founder on it because I've been in this thing. So, you, you if you get this, the founder's edition, or if you've been with them for ever long, you can kind of get one of these. So that was cool. Um, and actually, one one else other thing I got. So there was Wonder Woman Day this past Saturday at my local comic book shop. And, yes. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: Agent Underscore Seventy still has not had a chance to see this movie. Not a problem. So this is not spoiling anything. But um, there were like raffles. If you watched my um, my uh, Instagram and my Twitter feed, you would have seen it, but you're probably not. So that's fine. But uh, there were some silent raffles, and there were um, there were people raffling off stuff, and the the, the proceeds went to uh, I believe the local ch- um, women's shelter. And I think it was another one, but I can't remember. But I think the majority of it went to um, the the women's shelter, the local women's shelter. But I won a couple of the silent auctions, and one of the ones things that I've got was this nice print of uh, Wonder Woman nice. by artist uh, Jose Garcia Lopez. You see that? There you go. Nice. Um, I also got some some um, Power Man Iron Fist books that were signed by Sanford Green. And I also got this other book. I don't know where I put it. It's down here somewhere. But there was a, it was a collection of DC Covers book that they were um, also raffling off that I ended up getting. But it's like, I don't want to go rifling through that stuff because it might fall. But it was cool. It was, a, it was a nice day, and they had a couple. They had cosplayers there, and um, you know, some stuff laid out for the raffles, and you know, and oh, I also got which I, I don't have to show anything because I gave it to my wife. But the, if you've seen my Instagram, there was a picture of a shirt and some uh, other stuff, including this is small thing of bubble bubble stuff that I got, and a shirt with Wonder Woman's uh, a little picture of Wonder Woman's face with braces from uh, that our orthodontic place was. Um, Raffling off, not raffling off, but they were selling for charity. So, all right, cool stuff. Okay, so I guess we'll wrap with the last ad read for the night before we close the show. Uh, keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, Marvel Legends that you've always meant to get and you just never got around to getting. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. Is that because we're at the end of the show? Yes, it is. And with that, folks, I and we all would like to thank you guys for coming out and joining us tonight. Um, hopefully next week. Well, oh wait, so next week is Heroes Con. Um, if you are in the Charlotte area and will be there, both Tim, D-O-G-G, and I will be in attendance. So come shout us out, come look us up, come say hey. I, I might look like I'm scared and timid, but and but um and unapproachable, but I'm actually really nice. Trust me. Let's come say hey. Um, but yeah, we will be there covering the show, having a good old time. And um, but I will. We will. We look be, forward to seeing you there. Yes, word. Yeah, that's right. I hadn't seen hadn't seen Tim since the last one. So when he when he came crewed up. <laughs> last well, was was Tim two nine eight rolling deep? He was rolling deep, you know. <laughs> I was like, well, she, one of these days, I want to want to be like that when I grow up. 
mean, she does the majority of the driving, so. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You can have your lovely wife in attendance with you, so it's all good. That's cool. Um, I thought you. I thought uh, uh, you were going to say that uh, Tim Dog ninety eight was rolling deep like he had uh, Adam, uh, the Adam Black, and uh, yeah. oh, he did, ah, the entire crew. Oh yeah, nice. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, last year, yeah. I guess I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had my, you know, Adam Black and college buddy of mine were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you right, go. This year would just be me and the misses. So it's all good. But yeah, like I said, you see us there. Come holler at us. We'll be running around the floor doing doing whatever, whatever. Uh, but on that note, we have come to the end of the show and the end of the road for... Um, and we can't let go, us. apparently. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that, that is true. Trying to work my way around it. So, as always, you can find us at um, at our various sites. I am Rodicat and also Newsletters Need on, on Twitter. You can also find me at CBCaps on I, uh, Instagram and the Tumblr page, which hopefully the stuff from Instagram are going over to Tumblr where I post panels and whatnot. Uh, you can find agent underscore 70 at agent underscore 70 at Twitter and Instagram. You can find TimDog98 at TimDog98. And matter of, fact, matter of fact, it's agent underscore 70. We must preface that because his people get very, very salty about not using an underscore. Mm. Uh, TimDog98 on Twitter. Um, CB Cron on Twitter, V Clinton, E K L I Q N A T I O N, all all one word on Twitter. Uh, check him out on CBR and every place else he's writing. Uh, and also PCN underscore Dirt. You can check him out on PC at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. You can find him at Pop Culture Net on Twitter. You can find he's actually recently done a Graham Comics review on, um, or actually he's done a couple on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So you can go check that out. And see what he thought about a couple of this week's books. He's starting a new style. It's a meme style. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of. It was weird. weird. I'm like, all right, sure. Do what you do. Um, and you could also find the podcast wherever you find podcasts of, of choice. I don't think we're on Spotify yet, but hopefully we will be there. You can also check us out at. Oh, no, you're underwater. Roddy's underwater! But not get wet. Um, there we go. You can also find me uh, find us at cspn.us. You can find us at uh, shop.cspn.us where you can you know, support the show and all of other fine podcasts of the CSPN and go check out what I said uh, before. Check out cspn.us for some other fine programmings outside of ours. You know. Like the classic team up. Yes, indeed. And um, here it is and a whole bunch of others that are there. Good stuff all around. But do come back with us. Wow, what was that? Do come back with us next week as we have another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Uh, I will be already in Charlotte and hopefully have decent Wi-Fi and we will be having a great old time. And with that... Wait, does Heroes Come start on a Thursday? No, it starts on a Friday, but I just want to early just to kind of gotcha. show and set up. Um, hope you had a, a very lovely and wonderful Prince Day yesterday, you know, celebrating his birthday. If you didn't, then go do so now because it's never too late to celebrate Prince. And with that, this is the Combo Chronicles, and we are out. Peace! <laughs>